Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK Show. The divisional games are over and done with and we move on to the conference championship games. Tonight I am joined once again by Naji Kara. Hello. Paul Hope. Good evening. And Gareth Ellis. Hello. Right then, fellas. So did anyone go four for four over the weekend with predictions? I didn't. I went two for four, unfortunately. But I did go six for six last week, so I'm 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 happy about that. No, I, I never got them all right. No, two for four for me as well, I think. Yeah, two for four for me as well. But the good thing is, um, my two tips for, or my two predictions for the Super Bowl are still in it. Um, mm. So as far as I'm concerned, that that's good enough because that's that's what I was wanting to predict the two Super Bowl winners. Um, I'm actually quite surprised how many I've gotten wrong. So I've only gone... Um, We're not. 50% on both weekends so far. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mr. Ellis, what can I say? Yeah, I shouldn't have said that so early, should I? <laughs> yeah. See, had I been on the ball, I could have had the old... <laughs> ready for it. <laughs> but I didn't well, think you had a joke, in you? Yeah, well, yeah. So, on to the championship weekend. And the championship weekend, actually, let's talk about the games first before we go into the championship weekend. So the first game, I think I think we were all over the moon with the first game, LA against Green Bay. LA made to look fairly um, rubbish. Um, and the fact that Aaron Donald was on the sidelines crying his eyes out <laughs> really, really pleased me, that did. Yeah. Thought about yeah, that game? Nicer fella. Yeah. No, there was a, I mean... Finally, it, it was it was kind of a close game for some reason, but should have never been. It was really weird. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a very good game. He was he was hurt. Um, but I think I've I've joined your rank in in the Aaron Donald don't like him as a person uh, camp. Uh, I thought the scuffle he, he had with one of the linemen was kind of ugly. We grabbed him by the yeah. face mask, and it's just when you're the best player, when you're the best defensive player in the league, I wholeheartedly believe that you should act like it and always go back to somebody like Larry Fitzgerald who is the guy's been in a game for 15 years and it's been just top class and it's it's not that hard to do you just need a little bit of respect for the people um, the lineup in front of you there's just no need to be nasty or disrespectful like I talked about the Ravens last week um, there's just no need for it um, so yeah I'm, I'm with you yeah super happy they're gone uh, they seem to have quite a lot of controversy their way as well with with Jared Goff. Um, so, funnily enough, like despite how bad the season has been um, for us, the off season is looking like a good time, and, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Despite what we lost, but uh, the Rams and the Seahawks are in complete turmoil at the moment, and it's it's quite nice to watch from from the outside. Um, but yeah, what a difference! Uh, you make the playoff, and then and yet they're probably not very. Not as happy as we are right now, I think. It's interesting. But yeah, Rogers was something special, wasn't he? Yeah, he's had a really good season this year. Yeah. He really did. MVP, I think. Yeah. 
Definitely. Paul, what did you make of the uh, Green Bay LA Rams game? Yes, similar to what you and Andy have just said there. I mean, this time last year, we destroyed them. Um, sat down Saturday night thinking, neutral, let's just see what happens. And like Nadji's just said, the MVP, Rogers, he made it look easy. I actually quite enjoyed Adam's touchdown pass where he made Ramsey look very ordinary. Going back oh, yeah, to what Nadji's yeah, yeah. just said there, you know, they've, they've come into the game. All the noise was coming from the Rams, Donalds, Ramsey. And it was just so simple, wasn't it? Put him in motion, mm. bring him back, boom. And I just, they just look comfortable. Um, reminded me a little bit of our game against them last year where obviously we smashed them in the first half, but I thought it set up nicely for last night's games. What about you, Gareth? I know you said you didn't catch much of the games, but uh, you're happy the Rams got beat? Oh, yeah, yeah. Always always happy to see the, the Rams get beaten. And, uh, you know, Green Bay have looked good from, from week one. Um Interesting this time, you know, just a little bit after this time last year when they drafted the quarterback in the first round, everyone was thinking, you know, Alan Rodgers, what's going to happen? Um, and it's, well, something has, has given him a bit of a kick in the backside and he's he's, he's playing as well as he has in, in the last five years or so. Uh, I, I thought his best days were behind him. So, yeah, he's another player who goes out and embarrasses me. Yeah, just to correct your timeline as well there, Gareth. Didn't actually yeah, draft that quarterback until the end of April last year. Yeah, that's so, what I think. Yeah, yeah, another four months away before they drafted him. That's because uh, I've, I've been doing the mock draft, you see, so I think it's draft season again. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think I'll be spending quite a bit of time on the PFF draft simulator, just like I did last year. Yeah. Mm. Too much the, um, <laughs> the, the only thing about the uh, the game is I've got a fa- I've got a friend who was a Green Bay fan. Obviously, he's loving Rodgers. And he was full of it in the group chat this morning. And light-hearted trash talk. But I gently reminded him that surely Green Bay can't get stuffed two NFC Championship games in a row. Mm, Didn't quite appreciate that comeback. But I thought, I'll get that one in. Because obviously, ahead of Sunday's game. I know we talked about it pre-show. Brady Rodgers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm divided. I'm I'm quite looking forward to it, to be fair. Yeah, how can you not, right? It's it's two of the greats. Um, it, you know, it always took forever for them to meet in the either in the Super Bowl or in the regular season where it mattered less. And then having these two on such a big game, it's it's yeah, it's it's, it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Despite the week, what was it, week eight, week nine, when uh, when the Bucks really spanked the the Packers, their, their first big loss. Um, yeah, it's. As, as I think as Gareth said, the inevitability of of Tom Brady is just I, I'm in awe of what he's what he's been doing with his career. And I was listening to the around the NFL podcast earlier, and they said that the the guy could have he, he would have stopped ten years in, he, he would be a Hall of Famer, and then the next ten year is another Hall of Fame kind of campaign for him. So he could easily have three or four of his heads in Canton, and I don't think anybody would but an eyelid. Um, it's it's going to be an unpopular opinion on this podcast, I think, but he's, he's, to me, he's the GOAT. I know German, I know we say John Montana because we're an Niners fan and lots of people say that, but how can you not give it to Tom Brady? He's just, you know, moved to another team, run a new system, and yeah, he's still in, in a championship for the 14th time in his career. It's, it's ridiculous. Um I mean that game wasn't wasn't super great. I think it was probably the best game of the weekend against the Saints. But Bra- um, 
Breeze looks like he's he's about to retire, isn't he? Yeah, I must yeah. like you were saying that about um, Donald and the and we were talking at the start. I like the touch at the end. I don't know if you've seen the Brady and Breeze on the pitch afterwards. Yeah, and they're having a chat and Brady throws that touchdown pass. Breeze's son's got some hands, by the way. <laughs> I just yeah. thought that was a nice touch. And, and like you said, Nadja, I'm, I'm not one of these Niner fans that hates Tom Brady. Obviously, I don't like it when when they've won. But similar to you, I've just been in awe of what he's done in the sport. And yeah. It was a bit gutting. I was an honorary Saints, which most of us were last night in light of the two Saints fans that we met up in Edinburgh. And okay. it was just a shame for Breeze to go out like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got to say, I'm I'm not one of those 49er fans that hates Brady. It's just the thought of Brady being back again. And um, somebody tweeted today that the Bills have waited for the last um, 20 years to get rid of Tom Brady out of their division <laughs> so they can go through. And as luck may have it, if the Bills do get through the uh, Super Bowl, they might have to come up against Brady and Gronk again. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I wouldn't count them out ever. I wouldn't count him out ever. Um, I, I picked them against the Saints. I picked them uh, the week before, obviously, and I, I'm I'm going to pick them again this week. Um, I know it's in Lambo, but I just it's it's Tom Brady. I just can't. They'll find a way to win somehow, some way. That's what he does. Um, so yeah, but it's it, I think it's going to be a great game though. Um, I think we do some. Some good tense playoff game. It's been good. Super Walker weekend was all right. Last week wasn't great. Um, I think we'd use some some nail batters. Um, yeah, that would be nice. Carath, I interrupted you. Oh, I was just going to remind everyone it was my a uh, uh, bold prediction at the very beginning of the season was that uh, it would be Niners Buccaneers NFC Championship game. So halfway. Mm. Yeah, not bad. About fifty percent. Yeah, I got the wrong team right, but yeah, you know. <laughs> so as as you mentioned, Najee, I mean the games this weekend weren't great to watch. I think personally for me, the, the one I enjoyed the most was the Cleveland uh, Browns Kansas City game. Yeah, and that's because I thought Cleveland were going to turn them over. They, they were just unlucky not to do it. And talking about that game, and apparently they're saying that um, Pat Mahomes is going to be okay for the championship game, but the way he walked off that field after taking the injury. I've I've seen less hits cause bigger concussions where mm. the player's been out two three weeks. So I think if he is going to come back in next week, I'm I'm hard pressed to believe that he's going to be 100. percent Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's also the toe thing that happened. Um, hate to see it. Hate to see great player go out of the game. Um, just makes games worse. And I've got nothing against Chad Henney, but. He's, he's definitely not Pat Mahomes, that's for sure. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, they say he's good, but concussion is a funny thing, isn't it? I think we had somebody in a concussion protocol this season. I can't remember who it was. It was Jeff Wilson, maybe. Um, and he stayed on there for, for a couple of weeks. I think it it doesn't really matter if you feel right because it you know it, you know it's a bruise on your on your brain. If the bruise is there, it doesn't matter if you feel okay or not. They won't let you play. So yeah, I hope he plays because it, it it's a tantalizing game. Bills, you know, Josh Allen versus Mahomes, Bills, Chiefs. I think it's going to be a great game, even though the Bills haven't played amazing uh, so far. But yeah, I was like you. I, I wanted the Browns. I called the Browns to to go through. They looked frisky. They looked like 
they could just win any game. And they, I don't know what happened to them. They, they didn't look ready. Um, they looked nervous. Yeah, I, I think thought. so. Maybe. And and they played behind as well. It's it's not easy going against Mahomes um, and, and trading. I think it's, you know, we, I mean, we tried during the Super Bowl, didn't we? We were ahead and that's what we've got to do. And as soon as they got ahead... We all felt like it was it was a mountain to climb. Um, uh, I think if the Browns had scored on their first drive, maybe the game would have been totally different. But yeah, unfortunately, that's what they do. The, the Chiefs do it really, really well. But I think if Mahomes stays in, uh, the game doesn't end up being close and turned out to be kind of exciting because of a airmail punt by Chad Henney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a pick! I was I was just like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, which was your favorite game of the weekend, Paul? The Browns Chiefs game. Um, similar to everyone, I think I sat down expecting the Chiefs to win, wanted the Browns to win. Um, Mahomes, like Nadji said, he didn't look right, the toe injury, and then when he took that mm. hit, he it was not nice to see. Um, no, it's never the problem with the Browns. I think they've done so well this season, but like crunch time as we call it that burned time out that they did in the fourth quarter came back to bite them and yeah. like you said playing behind um Andy Reid I mean what a decision fourth and one Kansas is yeah. 48 yard line even Romo got it wrong Romo was like saying they were going for the hard count and like you said Nadji he's no Patrick Mahomes but give that lad his credit there with that, that yeah. pass and and the run and I was so willing for them to come back, the Browns, and it just set up nicely for the the Buccaneers Saints game. It's always difficult, isn't it, watching the playoff games as a neutral? You, you you're not really invested as you are the Forty Nine ers no. games, but um, I just think it's a good advert for the neutral fan. I've got a couple of friends who've just got into the sport and they're expecting the Chiefs to absolutely walk away with it, and the Browns to push them so close. Um, I mean. The game that stunned me the most was the Bills game, to be honest. The Bills Ravens, I mean. Yeah, that was um, a, it was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? <laughs> the, there's a big call. Obviously, Deshaun Watson's name's getting bandied about and the mobile quarterback debate. But, I mean, you go back to the Chiefs game. What were they doing running Mahomes? Don't, don't put him in danger. He's your $500 million man. Um, Lamar Jackson, you know, Action Jackson, didn't really do anything against... The Bills, and I don't know where do we stand now, Tom Brady. There's a lot of talk on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen it today. Everyone was saying, oh, we should have took Tom Brady in there. It's easy to sit here in January and say, if we took Tom Brady, we'd be where the Buccaneers are. Um, no, but it's 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 also true. Uh, when uh, After the Super Bowl, when all the reports that were maybe pursuing Brady, as there was a possibility floating in the air, so many people got offended and turned back in Jimmy and all that and yeah for sure it was it was it would have been a very difficult decision I'm sure for for the front office but you can't you you can't I, I know insight is everything but look look where he is and look of our season quarterback play um do, I mean do you do you not trade in a hard bit if if we got Tom Brady healthy I'm sure we win four or five more games and we're in the playoffs and who knows, right? We play the Packers again. Um, it's it's not that far-fetched. I, I know what you're saying, but I'm not saying I would like us to have done it. 
Um, I'm just saying if it, if it did happen, I'm sure we would be better off now and we'd be definitely drafting lower, especially after the Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard show. I just think as a, as a fan base, the UK fan base, we're showing again our commitment to the sport. I mean, this yeah. morning, emailing my boss, can I, can I have next Monday off, please? Why do you want next <laughs> Monday off? Championship games, why wouldn't I want next Monday off work? Got the Super Bowl booked off and I don't know, Lee, how are you feeling in the run-up to the Super Bowl? It feels weird that we haven't got a meet-up planned. I know we've got yeah. the Zoom on, but you know, the yeah. actual in-person meet-up, it's... It, it does, it feels as though it's a little bit of an anti-climax and I mean, we, we all knew what was happening last year with the pandemic when the first lockdown came in in March. And I think nobody expected it to go on as long as this. I remember when they were saying, oh, yeah, it's only going to be six weeks. And I, t- I turned around to my mother and I said, no, it's not going to be six weeks. Take my word for it, it's going to be October, November time before things get back to normal. So, I mean, I had a longer view of it, but I never thought it was going to go on this long. And to be honest, I think it's going to be October, November time this year by the time things get back to normal. So, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a an anti-climax coming up to a Super Bowl knowing fine well that I'm basically going to be sat in the house watching it by myself. Um, and it kind of takes it away a bit from the Super Bowl, which is why we had the idea about the virtual tailgate, get everybody on a Zoom call a couple of hours before the Super Bowl, and we can all have a bit crack about uh, the game, talk about the game, and uh, get everybody's um, motivation up a little bit for the game. Um, but going, going forward, as long as it's a entertaining game, I think everybody will be happy because I yeah. don't think anybody wants to see the uh, the game we had the other year um, <laughs> with the Rams and the, the Patriots. Uh, My God, that was dire. So yeah. anything better than that would be uh, would be okay. Well, I vowed. Well, uh, sorry, well, Angie, I vowed after the Patriots Falcon Super Bowl, which I sadly had to watch at home, never to watch another Super Bowl at home. Because it wasn't quite the same leaping around my front room celebrating at four in the morning when they came back. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's the situation that we're at thanks to the pandemic. So I'm really looking forward to the virtual meetup. I think that's a great idea, to be fair. Yeah, that's that's definitely going to be fine. But I've, you know, look at the four teams we got left. You know, it's all offensive powerhouse, which I think it's going to make a great Super Bowl. I I don't see why we we would have a bad one. Um, uh, fingers crossed. I, I'm like you, Lee. I think I, I don't want to rely on the, the halftime show to keep me entertained. Uh, far from it. So I'm I'm actually not like you guys. I mean, I I enjoy watching the game, you know, with my partner just at home, so we can actually watch the game. Because every time I've been out and watching it with friends and other people, you you kind of half drunk by the time the second quarter kicks in, and then. I don't quite remember the rest of the games. Um, so, it, especially with, you know, last year with the Niners being in, there was no way I was watching this in public. It's just like I'm sitting and watching and biting my nails by myself because I can watch it. I can enjoy it. Otherwise, it's kind of a blur between booze and conversation about other stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, like right now, I'd, I'd, I'd love to meet and watch games with people. That'd be that'd be quite quite awesome. It's been a while, <laughs> but yeah. Well, I what I would say, Nadji, is if you're half drunk by the end of the second quarter, you've obviously got the wrong type of friends. Because mm. if you come to one of our meetups, you, you'll yeah, be drunk twenty four hours yeah. before the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, I, maybe maybe that's the way to go. You just say, 
keep the haze on and just stay kind of drunk and then you power remember through. a little bit more. Yeah, just power through and remember a bit more because your body's used. Maybe I've just done it completely wrong all this time. Well, we'll have to do that in, in 2021 or 2022, I guess. Yeah, because well, it's not happening this year, so yeah. that's for sure. That bottle of Fireball that I put in the group chat, Nanji, that is actually a real-sized bottle of Fireball that oh, we would God. consume yeah. on a Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like that stuff, but I guess in, uh, five, on Super Bowl Sunday, then every, anything goes right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the crack, right? That's what we do. Anything goes. Anything goes. Fair enough. Okay, so let's move away from the playoffs and let's go to somewhere closer to home, the coaching changes. So this week, as expected by everybody, uh, we didn't know which team it was going to be, but we knew we'd get uh, a job somewhere. Robert Sellers now the head coach of the Jets, and he's taken Mike Lafleur with him as OC. Yep. Um, yeah, as you say, inevitable. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like the Jets are such a dysfunctional organization. I just hope, I said it in the podcast, I, I really hope he sadly gets successful wherever it goes and I guess going there and turning the the franchise around might be the greatest success you could get um but I, d- I don't know the state of it right now is to me they lack quite a lot of talent especially on defense and I guess that's probably why they hired him um but yeah uh it's definitely a, an interesting job for for sure that, that team has been bad for such a long time um as i said i just hope he's not one and done after you know going five and ten and and winning a few games but he, he's got such lack of talent i think it's going to be a, an uphill battle and and he's obviously playing the dolphins which are really good and and the bills which are very very good uh every year and the, and the patriots which are or he's managing to win a game here and there. So, um, but yeah, all the best to him. Um, I'm actually happy that he took LeFleur with him. Um, he was our passing uh, coordinator, if, I, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. That's correct, um, yeah. and, and our passing attack has not been the most stellar uh, the past few years. And uh, I'm sure it's not just on him, obviously. But uh, and we'll get to the what that means for, for our team later on. And I think, I think it's a good thing having less kind of divide and, and more uh we'll, we'll talk about it in a sec but i've i think it's good um and i, I know the lafleuras are successful i see what his brother's doing in green bay and what he's done with the titans before that and, and the rams before that so yeah um all the best to him too i'm sure uh, but it's going to be a lot of hard work for them that's for sure i don't know what you guys think but do you think they're going to be uh, successful in the first year I mean, somehow, somehow, somewhat successful. No, obviously not. Maybe not playoff, but something. I think he, he doesn't have much of a bar to actually make an improvement, does he? So yeah, that's... You know, it's it, in many respects, it's quite good going to a team like that that hasn't got any, you know, recent recent history of success. If you if you get anything to the team, you're you're going to be considered uh, successful. Uh, and I guess he he had the choice of a of a of a number of teams. So there's something the GM, the, the you know the the players he's got, the coaches, or, or even the money. Something has has said, yeah, I'm going to go to the Jets because I think he could have had, you know, at least another couple of offers. So so best of luck to him. I I hope it works out to him. Just just not perhaps so well. I don't want to be losing to the Jets in a Super Bowl. That would just be <laughs> uh, awful. 
but yeah, it's a it's it's a big job, and you know he's he's earned it. So you know, good luck to him. Um, and now he's you know he's part of the history, and and I'm interested to see what his replacement can do. Paul, yeah, I mean, considering you know he took over as a first time defensive coordinator with Souls, he's just flourished, hasn't he? And like you said, Gareth, he had his pick of the jobs. I'm glad he didn't go to the Lions. Um, I'm kind of surprised he ended up at the Jets. And obviously, mm. the, the big talk is going to be, is he going to go after all free agents? I mean, he's he took a flow with him. Um, and like Nadji said, I just don't want him to be one and done. He's worked hard yeah. for his opportunity. Um, yeah. It's obviously good to see, obviously, Sherman, Kittle, Warner, all the stellar players and our team have come out and praised him. I thought mm. it was a nice touch, Lynch and Shanahan. I mean, obviously, they're going to come out and say good things about him, but he's gone with everyone's warm wishes. And like you said, Gareth, it's quite a nice way you've said that. You know, he's part of our history now. We wish him all the best. What do we think of the promotion of uh, the new defensive coordinator? I don't think it comes as a surprise because I think we all kind of thought it was going to be uh, Demeco Ryan's. Yeah. So it hasn't come as a surprise as far as what I think of it. I'm actually really excited. I think it's going to be a yeah. really good. Um, appointment i mean look looking back to robert seller robert seller was the first time dc as you just said paul and i think the first two years on the podcast we, we kind of slid at them a bit and we got to the point where we said you know what he's really in last chance saloon here he needs to do something which he did not not long after that and um, he hasn't looked back since demeco ryan's the, the reputation he has without being a defensive coordinator, is unbelievable. You've got people talking about him being a head coach one day before he's actually had a coordinator position. So he must have some sort of presence in practice that has all these people excited. And that that in itself has got me excited to see how he's going to uh, perform as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I I loved him as a player uh, when he was with the Texan. I think it was one of the those underrated linebacker middle linebacker he, he was always playing hard he was always making plays um I, I you know i you know i forgot he was on our stuff and when i saw his name i was just like oh wow cool this is this is a cool guy to have on our team same vibe as um what's his name the the wide receiver we've got uh which... where's walker Wes Walker, you know, people like this, which you remember is uh, making great plays and being good pros. It's, it's just good to have on your staff. But yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited. Our DC is now Fred Warner's coach. Are you kidding me? I'm, this is going to be awesome. Sorry, um, all pro Fred Warner. Now, oh, Let's sorry, give him all, his correct all title. Pro, all, all pro Fred, the emperor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it, just look at what he what he's done with you know, Greenlaw and, and Warner, the third round picks, and even, and, and Zesho, um, I can't remember, I can't say his name uh, to save my life, but, um, you know, when Alexander uh, went down and everything, the backups are playing really well as well. So yeah, there's definitely a good coaching culture and, and he's got, I've read a few things that said, uh, um, you know, Fred Warner said, um, Love the attitude, love the way the communication is passed down, love how they approach the game and, and what they want to do exactly. So, yeah, I'm super excited about it. What do you think, Gareth? I, I think it's great to see that we've got this progression of coaches coming through. You, it shows what, what the, de- the depth of the job 
Shanahan and Lynch have done in not just sort of building the players in in only a few short years, but they they've built this culture, uh, this culture, and they've built these coaches and getting these sort of young, you know, hungry coaches in, and and we don't need to go outside the of the organisation to to replace them, and I think that's you know that's a fantastic foundation if you can constantly uh, you know have that progression because it keeps those those assistants with the team because they know that if if they work hard if they if they get to the top they will get that chance in the organization and we won't sort of feel the need to go after you know one of the big names you know Quinn and and others who might have been mentioned uh I you know I think that's fantastic that we're promoting from from inside the organization and are getting those coaches in the building and saying we like these guys these are the guys that understand our ethos they understand our team and they understand our system so that you don't have this kind of chop and change every time an offensive coordinator goes or a defensive coordinator goes, suddenly there's a change of ethos, a change of system. It seems to be much more sensible to me that you can get those coaches in uh, and it's and it's much more of a gentle evolution from season to season than, than the, you know, suddenly a new coach or, or, or new coordinator coming in and throwing away what's what's been done before and saying no, we're doing it my way now. So so it's great to see these guys get promoted from them in the organisation, uh, and it just shows what what a good job they've done. Yeah, very impressed. Yeah, want to see what he can do. Hopefully, he's going to be Salah Mark too. Yeah, yeah, and as a note, you know, the fact that Salah is considered as a minority coach and is being hired. We're getting two third round draft pick uh, this year and next year for that. And seeing, you know, the organization making an effort to promote minorities and and black people. And and it's great. It's great that it's another one, uh, you know, know, so this is the right thing to do, um, especially in these times. And after the year, I I know this year is, is mainly being covid but let's not forget about black lives matters and and i think it's i think it's a great message for for on that front and if we can keep promoting you know the the right attitude in terms of you know being humans and and that it, it's amazing um to, to see that so uh, kudos to the organization for this i'm really happy about that i think when you look around the league jumping in on what you've just said there Najee, we've said all season how happy we are how well our organization has run and like yeah. Gareth has said there perfectly, it demonstrates that none of us have come on the pod tonight and gone, oh, bloody hell, we've promoted him. We should have gone for Quinn. We're all happy. Yeah. I was delighted when the news broke. And like Gareth said, it promotes continuity. It promotes that you do your job well. And I think Shanahan's had that instilled with him from a young age. It's well known he's followed his dad around. And, you know, there's he's been to Denver and he went to Washington. And like you said there, it's shown. You come to our team, you work hard, you've got an opportunity. And like both of you said there, that it's perfect. And I'm just such happy, so happy that I'm a fan of this team that goes on and off the field. You know, they don't just focus the product that's on the field. Like you said there, Nadji, the message, the social message, which is so important this year. I'm just proud of our team. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on from... An appointment that came as absolutely no surprise to anybody, at least no surprise to a 49ers fan, to an appointment that is incredibly surprising, even though we've mentioned it a few times on the podcast, and that is um, Mike McDaniel taking over as offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that coming, even though we've been uh, quite vocal on this podcast to call for 
a second brain in 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 the play calling duties or or the game plan or, or whatever it is that offensive coordinators do exactly i i'm not quite sure um i'm sure it's way more complicated than any of us can think of but yeah that was weird i think two things on that i i think the first reason is probably because he had offers to be uh, exactly that somewhere else um maybe you know all of these coaches opening everywhere wanted to hire him uh, to be an offensive coordinator so that's a way to uh, to keep him around and make him happy um and also it it replaces uh lafleur that, that we lost and maybe we just didn't have somebody we felt confident could take on the you know the running game duties and and Magda- mcdaniel can can do that so yeah um there's there's that part and there's also the part that maybe he's just brilliant maybe he just deserved it maybe he's just won his game um by his play calling or game planning and we just don't know about it because we don't know what it, the coaches talk about and maybe that was going to happen all all the time um yeah i'm super happy as i said to have a second brain i'm sure carl will still call the plays but it's nice to have somebody in the booth that can look at the playbook and the play call and say uh you know, one-on-one to Carl and say, hey, maybe we should try this, maybe we should try that, when things don't work quite the way we want it. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's it's kind of interesting. It's cool. I don't know what you guys think. I, think, I mean, you mentioned something interesting there about a, another guy in the booth. I think what, what has always struck me about not having the offensive coordinator is you don't have that guy on the sidelines. If, when the head coach is, you know, is, is busy watching our defence play and, you know, looking, when do I challenge something? What's going on? You know, who, who's then sitting down with the offence and, and organising that stuff in that face-to-face That's, manner? So I'm point. really looking forward to, to seeing McDaniel on the sidelines. Uh, and, you know, particularly a couple of times you've seen it, with, you know, we saw it with Mullins when he throw, throws an interception. It's suddenly, it's a very lonely walk back to that sideline. You know, you don't want to catch the eye of the defensive guys who've literally just sat down and then they've got to get their helmets back on. They're going out. You know, the offensive line guys don't want to catch your eye. And suddenly it's very lonely being that quarterback sitting on the on the bench with just your iPad. And I, I, I would feel that that's something that we've missed by not having that offensive coordinator there who, you know, they have that face to face contact, undoubtedly speaking to the quarterbacks. But having him there on that sideline to put that arm around him and say, let it go we'll sort this out, me and you will fix this. Um, and I feel that sometimes that's what we've missed with with not having the coordinator uh, on the on the sideline. But, you know, I've never been an NFL player, funnily enough. I know I know that's a shock, but um, there it is. So that's just a guess. But but to me, I think that would that would be important, knowing that there's there's somebody on my side when things aren't going so good. What do you think, Paul? Happy yeah. to that point? Yeah, I mean, he's worked longer. Shanahan's worked longer with McDaniel than anyone else when I was looking into it before night show. And you may not be an NFL player, Gareth, sadly. Our podcast would be great if you were. But Joe Staley, he was very, very vocal earlier on. And he called him a very, very special coordinator. And apparently he's right up there with Kyle as far as his overall knowledge of football. So on that recommendation, I'm happy to go with Joe and... I was pleased that he's decided now that, yeah, okay, I'm the head coach now. I need a bit of help. Like Nadji said, we've been calling for it a long time. It just goes to show maybe some of the new listeners actually are 
you know, higher up than what we thought. You reckon, Lee? <laughs> no, I don't think they would. <laughs> I've heard a rumour that there's better podcasts than ours out there. <laughs> is he is he related to uh, to Josh McDaniel at all? The the Patriots. Uh, Not entirely sure. Okay, be good to know. He went to Yale, which you know tells me uh, he's smart. He's definitely a smart dude. Yeah, for sure. Either that or that. Or rich. <laughs> yeah. Or very rich, yeah. I don't think the smartness, I think the money is more important than the smartness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the final um, coaching change of the week was Rich Scangarello coming back as quarterbacks coach. So Ooh. this is an interesting one. Um, he had a successful couple of years when Kyle took over and John Lynch came in. Um, and then he was poached off to the Denver Broncos after. I, I, to be honest, I, I think it was part of the dealing between the Broncos and um, John Lynch that Scangarello goes in, in that direction after we took Sanders off them. Um, but I think it's an interesting appointment, mainly because he was very high on Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. And Nick Mullins arguably played his best football under Scangarello, even though he wasn't getting the wins he deserved. That was because we didn't have a defence at the time. But I think it raises the question, do do we now think there's the potential for us to re-sign Mullins with Scangarello coming back? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, I don't know how much. I, I think it's going to be more a question of how much it's going to cost versus getting some somebody else. I know we re-signed just Josh Johnson to a to a future contract, so so who knows? But yeah, you're right. We we had him in 2018, and that's when Mullins had you know the the flashes of brilliance, which made us believe in him until he, he decided to crush them this year. But um, yeah, I I think it's it's clearly telling of something that's been happening in the building that was, hasn't been quite right at the quarterback position, and you know we've been picking at it for all this year and. A little bit last year, um, so um, it, it, I don't see, I, I can't see uh, this as being a bad thing. I, whether we're going to get Mullins back, he's he's got a long way ahead of him of, of him before he can uh, be back on a, on a football pitch. Unfortunately, he has to have a surgery, or maybe he's already had that. But I think the um, rehab is is quite long on whatever injury he's done to his elbow. So um, yeah. Completely so forgot about that, that. That that could be a, a damper, but but maybe uh, maybe we we keep him um, under wrap for for another year and a half, and then spring him in twenty twenty two to win some crazy games when uh, when Deshaun Watson gets injured. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say of all the quarterbacks to talk about, Lee, all the other podcasts to talk on Deshaun Watson, and we go down Nick Mullins' route. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't, don't forget Scangarello was there when we traded for Jimmy so yeah. undoubtedly he was the guy who sat down with Jimmy and got the playbook into his head in that in that month before he then you know won five games on the trot so you're right uh, they could be telling about that and, yeah uh, I, I, I think I've, I think you're right Gareth. it's more of a telling of that it's like we're looking at what we've been doing. It's clearly not been working. What we've been doing that's been working. Uh, the, the 2018 and uh, the back end of 2017 when we got Jimmy in those five games, that was awesome. That got everybody excited. That was good. Let's let's do that again and see what see, see what happens. Yeah, I think it's 
it's difficult because we're all just sitting there speculating. But to, mm-hmm. but to me, we see all three quarterbacks have the same problems. Yeah. Inability to pick up the blitz, seeming confusion by the defensive looks they were getting and missing wide open receivers, play after play after play. And when you see all three quarterbacks have exactly the same deficiencies, I, for me, the first place you look is coaching. But that's, again, I'm not an NFL player. so. Well, obviously, we did actually mention this particular thing on the podcast earlier on the season. We all turned around. Well, did we all turn around or was this me? I, I turned around and I said, if you look at the quarterbacks, they haven't really progressed in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So you've got to look at the quarterbacks, coach. Yeah. Yeah, no, we did. And um, we didn't even know who it was, which we had to go and look. And, and even then, we were like, who? What? So, yeah. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, the the first thing that Kyle and, and John said at the end of the season is, right, now that this is over, we're reevaluating. And that's what everybody, every team says. But but you, that's what you got to do. Um, and clearly they felt like this was the right move to get whatever QB we have in the future um, better, um, I think. And yeah, it's exciting. It's It seems like good ideas right now. Uh, un- unfortunately, same as with the Tom Brady is insight is going to be everything. If by the end in, in December, we're 13 and three again, and Jimmy is the top five QB in the league, then we'll say, well, there you go. That was working. If it's the opposite, we'll, you know, it, we'll, we'll see, I guess. Right, guys, thank you very much for joining me tonight. Um, that's gone on a lot longer than what I was expecting for uh, <laughs> what we expected to be a short show. So we look forward to the championship games this weekend and we'll be returning next week um, to review those and to talk 49er football, any transactions that happens during the week. Yeah, we didn't talk about Deshaun Watson and we still managed to get 50 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone's got to stick their neck out for a prediction for the Super Bowl? As in uh, teams and winner now that we're down to four. Bills, Bills versus the Packers, Bills win it. Ooh. I think I think it's going to be Bucks Chief and the Chiefs are going to win it. I'm cool. going to go Bucks Bucks Chiefs. Um, I'm I'm still on the Chiefs bandwagon at the moment. That is if Mahomes is fine, obviously. Yeah. If not, it'll be Bills. However, I wouldn't mind if the all four that's left are they're not on none of the teams left. I'm not going to be upset if they win. I'm just glad the Seahawks have gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Gareth? Oh, it is it is close. There is that just the inevitability about Tom Brady that that everything tells me the Packers will win, but I'm going to say Bucks Chiefs and Bucks take it. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So so funny enough, yeah, I agree with you there, Gareth. So I, I made the Packers um, prediction um, just before the wildcard weekend, and I'm, I'm sticking with who I said I was going to get to the Super Bowl, the Bills Packers, but. I expected the Saints to be playing the Packers for the NFC champ. Yeah, yeah, the mm. NFC Championship game. Um, I didn't expect the Bucks to get there. I thought Breeze would be uh, too much for the Bucks. Um, but now that they are in the NFC Championship game, I'm like you. I've, I've got this horrible feeling <laughs> that is, that Brady's going back there. But I tell you what. So what I was saying before, I don't hate Brady. I don't know what it is. I just think, oh, you know, it's Brady back there again. But if he does get back there again, I'd be over the moon if he posts something on Instagram with Gronk with the music, the back again. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like they did the other year. Because I yeah. thought that was hilarious. Silence the haters. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, it's going to be a good game. Let's face. Uh, well, I hope it yeah. is. I mean, that's that's all we want as a neutral, isn't it? We want a, we want an exciting game. We want the uh, like the Eagles Patriots a few years ago. Um, so if we have another one of those, I don't really care who wins. We'll never win at the end of it either way. So I, I think all three remaining games are going to be good games. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Yeah. They've got to make up for this past weekend, which I'm glad I missed the games. So, <laughs> Right. Thanks once again to everyone that listened to the show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 at Faithful UK. One of our videos is almost up to 9,000 views, so you might want to check that one out. Until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. The San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99 Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline NDB, greatest owner of all time Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick We're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget